I had a chance to talk to Tariq Cohen. He said that the entire city of Chicago right now believes that there is something more that this team needs to do still. The hunger is certainly there. Baseball is a funny game. If it bounces your way, we might be able to make some hay this year. We're looking to take another step forward. We're still building for the future. And, you know, everybody's picked, you know, thinking we're going to be real good in 2020, but that doesn't stop all of us from coming to the ballpark every day, preparing and trying and wanting to win that night, that day. You know, I think any kind of shared experience can help when you're a coach. And we've got a couple guys with experience in it. But in the end, uh, when that ball tips up, it's all about those guys on that court. You know, you got to get them ready, but they got to be able to handle the pressure. Um, they've got to be able to play through adversity. Uh, they've got to be consistent over three days. One thing I always do share with them, there's no more fun in basketball. Well, I say that. There's not much more fun in basketball than winning in St. Louis. Well, I think they should stay the course. They made a plan all in on the youth movement. Keep with the youth movement. Keep developing your young players. Teach them the fundamentals. Teach them the right way. Teach them to play as a group. And then when they're ready to come up to the major leagues, they'll be familiar with each other. They'll have camaraderie. They'll have team spirit. And they'll learn how to win in the minor leagues, which means and translates to victories in the major leagues. I feel very confident in our team against anyone. Uh, It doesn't matter what school you name, I'm going to be confident in our team. So it really is just a matter of taking care of the ball on our side of the net. I think he's the perfect fit for any franchise, but especially for the Cubs. They saw something there about it with a guy that wasn't necessarily a flamethrower, which, but a real technician. Was not only that, but a super competitor. And I think it's a great deal for Kyle Hendricks. He called it a life decision. Yeah, that was uh, so far probably the game of the tournament. We knew going into it, it was going to be you know you know Taco versus Zion. In the tournament, you keep these lower seeds close and they and they can pull out pull it out at the end and so i think it i think it was a wake-up call for duke with jim boylan having all of summer league and a full training camp to make sure that he's got the guys running things the way he wants and being able to work in colby white and daniel gafford and whatever players they manage to add in the free agent market you know i, I think they're going to get off to a much better start and i think that they should definitely be able to boost their win total at least into the mid-30s to the point where when you get into March and April, they're playing meaningful games with hopefully at least having a possibility of competing for one of those last playoff spots in the East. Hey, everybody. Marcus Grant from NFL Fantasy Live on the NFL Network. Hey, what's going on? This is Mark Grody, the official Chicago Bears sideline reporter from 670 The Score and ISU Redbird alum. Hey, Redbirds, it's Leah Johnson. This is Mark Shanowski. It's now time. Now time. It's now time for your fifth quarter sports talk. It's Will's fifth quarter special. And here's your host, Will Farlow. Welcome in to the 38th episode of a sports podcast that captures everything you want to know as the buzzer sounds at the end of any sports game. It's Will Farlow here with you on September 10th, 2019, welcoming listeners to the 38th episode of Will's 5th Quarter Special. I'm your host for this special edition of the 5th Quarter Sports Talk, where it's football time, guys. The NFL season is one week in the books already, 16 more weeks to go, and we are going to be talking all things this evening, Chicago Bears football, everyone. You know, we, we're we getting ready through the off season. We're seeing the training camp, the mini camps, the OTAs. We're seeing the preseason, but it's finally coming up to week two now of the Chicago Bears season, year two of the Matt Nagy era. Guys, we're going to have to talk about an elephant in the room. 
The Bears opened the season against the Green Bay Packers again this year, but this time it was at home on Soldier Field. Their first game in regular season play since the double doink in the wild card that was caused by kicker Cody Parkey, formerly of the Chicago Bears. He's now no longer with the team and the organization. But the Bears dropped a heartbreaker to the Bears fans, Bears faithful, all the people from the NFL that were there, Roger Goodell. And this was a game that opened the 100th season. The Bears fell to the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers 10-3. to Guys, 10-3. to The only score which I guess could be a very small but could still be a bright side for Bears fans after this game was Eddie Pinheiro was the lone scorer for the Bears. Yes, the new kicker is trying to redeem uh, the history of kicking in uh, the history of the Chicago Bears organization that was tainted by Cody Parkey last year. So props to Eddie Pinheiro for making his first field goal for the Chicago Bears on the prime time. But there's still a lot of questions going on here, in my mind especially, as well as the Bears fans, Bears faithful, and those that support the Chicago Bears. Probably those that work with the team are still mulling over this as we are close. We're just a few days or so away from this weekend's matchup week two the bears are going on for the the road for their first road matchup of the 2019 season it will be they're going to see an old friend it's going to be vic fangio former bears defensive coordinator new head coach of your denver broncos hosting his former team so that's going to be a really interesting one and just briefly touching on it with the Bears, there's obviously some things they're going to need to work on. And I'm going to say this. I know it's something I mold on after that game. Fans are going to feel a certain way. And you know, it, it, someone that is very close to me in sports, uh, who I respect as a sports fan that you know fueled my love of sports, is it takes a little while to heal after that loss. And you know, I'm thinking about the game, guys, and this is still a team that has really great talent. You know, It's one game. And uh, later in the show, my movie moment choice will reflect my thought of this a little more, so I'll go in more depth at that point. But this Bears team still has a lot of promise the rest of this season. You know, Mitch Trubisky's a great quarterback, still obviously has a lot to learn. We saw that week one, but that's a good wake-up call for this Bears offense that has a lot of promise and uh, is going to need to work on some more things. So, So we have a special guest appearance coming on to this shortened but special Chicago Bears regular season edition of the fifth quarter sports doc here on Will's fifth quarter special he is a Bears sideline reporter very well respected over at 670 the score he is a Illinois State University alum WZND alum the campus station over at Illinois State he's worked many games he's done really great work in the world of sports especially in the city of Chicago he is a friend and supporter to Will's fifth quarter special. We're going to have Mark Grody come back on the show, and he is going to have some exciting things we're going to talk about. He and I are going to go in depth on that week one game, what was leading up to it through training camp, the excitement that week, that day in the city of Chicago, what the players were feeling, what he heard from Matt Nagy and how they were feeling. But then obviously we're going to talk about what happened after that game. And he touched on something last year when the Bears lost to the Packers at Lambeau. That uh, we're going to talk a little bit about something he said in a recent episode. You're going to obviously remember what he said, but Mark said something last year when we interviewed him on the show, and this was when the Bears also lost to the Packers. uh, But last year it was in Lambeau Field when the Bears were on the road to start the season in 2018 last year. And Mark mentioned something. I think you guys will pick up on it if you want to 
while you're listening to this, go back to the recent episode he was on when we talked uh, the Chicago Bears. It was around last fall in October 25th, so check that episode out, and uh, you'll kind of understand uh, why I'm talking to Mark about a certain thing he mentioned. We're going to reiterate it there in that interview, and uh, we're going to talk about week two. Uh, you know, you're seeing an old friend there, Bear, former Bears defensive coordinator Vic Fangio, how the team's going to rebound not just on the road at the Mile High City in Denver, Colorado, but against Vic Fangio, somebody that knows this offense that needs to bounce back, someone that knows the defense and what makes them tick since he worked with those players for a few years and uh, helped make them the defense they are. And we're also going to talk about how uh, this team's identity might have changed, but in a good way and how it has in a bad way. We're going to talk a little about Mitch Trubisky, the offensive line, and uh, all things Chicago Bears. So I had a chance to speak with Chicago Bears sideline reporter Mark Grody this afternoon, and we talked about those various subjects, what the Chicago Bears need to do to bounce back after a rough uh, season week one loss and uh, his part in that game, how Eddie Pinheiro has finally hopefully changed the kicking woes of the Chicago Bears this season, and what this team needs to do to keep fans' hopes and the organization's hopes as well alive of playoff hopes and possibly a Super Bowl. 54 appearance in Miami, Florida. Here is my interview with Chicago Bears sideline reporter Mark Grody. So Mark Grody, welcome back to Will's fifth quarter special. And uh, I know we had the first time we had you on was at this similar point in the regular season. Talking about the Bears after a rough loss to a good football team at week one. And it looks like history has repeated itself. But first, Mark, welcome back to Will's fifth quarter special. How you been doing? Great, Will. Thanks for having me on, man. Looking forward to talking with you. Yeah, so, like I mentioned, history repeats itself. The Chicago Bears, a tough 10-3 loss to the Green Bay Packers. And it was a big stage this year. And, you know, Chicago fans are amped up. You know, it's the opening of the NFL season, year 100, and 100 you know, celebrating that history. So, just to start off, what was the energy like that you noticed that day, you know, at Soldier Field and in the city of Chicago leading up to that week one game? Yeah, the energy was absolutely amazing. Even the week before that, the build up to it was great because finally it was real. And we had all endured a very long preseason just because of the lack of playing time for the starters. So it was such a, you know, kind of joyous week in terms of it being genuine, and then, you know, the day of was great. It felt like a holiday almost in the anticipation, and, you know, you could feel it. You could see it in the streets in terms of everybody wearing their fairest colors. Traffic had picked up and was even worse than it usually is, but I guess that meant something good was happening along the lakefront. So, yeah, the buildup to the game was, was fun, and it was absolutely terrific. Yeah, and I know one thing that I'm sure you were as excited about as any Bears fan or someone covering the game, the field goal went through for new Bears kicker Eddie Pinheiro. His first NFL game, his first field goal kick goes through. I'm sure you could agree that was just a smile on all the Bears fans' faces. Absolutely, yeah. That was incredibly important to see that for the sake of the franchise for the sake of the kicker, Eddie Pinheiro. Yeah, that was definitely, you know, of, of the very few highlights that did occur in that game against the Packers. 
Eddie Pinheiro putting one down the middle was a big one, and hopefully that continues to portend well for him throughout the season. But, yeah, if he, if he misses that, then that's, you know, he's not going to get cut or anything like that, but it's just it just raises more concerns about that position and makes people wonder about their methods and if they had chosen the right guy throughout all this process. Yeah, and I guess that's sadly one of the – aside from the defense who played, I think, as a team under new head coach, defensive coordinator Chuck Pagano played very well against that Green Bay Packers uh, offense. And we have to talk about, obviously, what happened with the offense, the offensive line, the run game. It seemed like to me just watching that game there was a disconnect fans didn't expect. I know – and. I think this is the great thing about sports. Everyone's going to have their own view of why something happened. You know, a lot of people are saying it could have been the preseason play. It seems like a mix of both. You know, maybe there weren't enough reps beforehand. Or what what were your thoughts, you know, with that, with Mitch Trubisky, Matt Nagy, and the offense and what happened that night? I found the whole thing to be stunning. It was just, I I couldn't believe that possession after possession that, that the offense could look that inept, and that's just what it was. I mean, there's no sugarcoating it. You know, you have to give Green Bay a little bit of credit. Their defense did game plan well. They do look better in their secondary. They look strong up front. They look faster. But most of this seemed like a product of the Bears just not being able to execute their offense one that, you know, obviously they've been able to game plan for this Packers team since if they if they wanted to, since they wanted the OTA. So um, it just, their, their readiness was clearly not there for the game. I think it'd be wrong at this point to disassociate yourself or anybody from the possibility that not having actual preseason games helped. I mean, I still support that method just because you do have a healthy product and maybe that's even more important than anything, just keeping these guys healthy. But at this point to poo poo the possibility that not playing in preseason games um, had anything to do with this is I think kind of dangerous. Cause I think it, I mean, it, it looks like a team that just didn't have the basics down at this point in terms of getting in and out of the huddle in terms of the rudimentary basics of the game the Bears straight up look rusty, and I think that that can be caused by a lack of playing in real games or having real reps, which they could have had in preseason games. So I think after watching that, everything's in play in terms of possibly why things went wrong, and you just hope that it can get cleaned up within a week. And Alan Robinson and Matt Nagy both sort of said that, yeah, this this can be cleaned up within a week and we'll see in Denver on Sunday. Yeah, and I, I like what you touched on. I actually thought about that myself during that game, watching it with my dad, was fundamentals. You know, I always like to say that to sports fans whenever I'm watching the game. It doesn't matter if it's baseball, football, or basketball, any level either. Fundamentals are key to any good or not good team winning a game. You know, it's expecting the unexpected. And I want to touch on something you mentioned this time last year, our first time having you on Wheels Victoria Special. We were talking about how the Bears lost at Lambeau Field week one against the Green Bay Packers. And you were talking about how, some, you know, some of the players had a chip on their shoulders and they just used that to fuel what we saw at that point. 
um, when we interviewed you when the Bears were at a record of three and one last year, uh, you know, after that Tampa Bay game leading the NFC North. So just kind of touch on what you said there. What type of situation does it seem uh, similar this year to that, but maybe at an extent where they still see some things that even this team that was playoff bound last year and won the NFC North definitely needs to work on? Yeah, I mean, Matt Nagy said as much. Obviously, it's a different circumstance, a different type of loss from everything from the venue to how it happened with the stunning parts of last year as opposed to the stunning, consistently bad offense throughout this particular game. But, you know, Nagy said that, yeah, they, they will use it to learn from. It is the first game, so that's good. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know how many times you can go to that well of using a bad loss as fuel, but I think that, you know that that what else are they going to do other than try to potentially learn from it i don't know that this one leaves as believe it or not i don't know that this game leaves as bad of a taste in their collective mouths as last year's loss did just because they had that game last year and it just it fell apart in the end this one it never it never felt like the bears were going to win this game just because of like we said, series after series offensively, it just didn't look like anything could ever possibly get done. And you were just depending on the, on the Bears defense to stop Aaron Rodgers a hundred percent. And that's just not realistic. So um, yeah, I, I think they're obviously, I mean, they better learn from this game in terms of just watching the tape and seeing the mistakes they made. But in terms of actually using this as a battle cry and, and motivation for the rest of the season and sort of that never-again attitude, I don't know if this is the type of game that you can do that with. Yeah, no, I I definitely, uh, you know, think that sky's the limit. You know, I mean, that's a good thing, I think, to tie into what you were saying about uh, the Bears and whether or not they learn that we're going to find out, obviously, Sunday, uh, 425 against Denver. And I wanted to transition to that with you. The Chicago Bears are seeing a familiar face, but on the other side of the football field, uh, new head coach for Vic Fangio. Uh, I myself couldn't be happier for him. You know, he's worked hard, obviously, and he's doing what he loves best. And uh, what are your thoughts, you know, in the week two, not just, you know, the Bears and how Mitch Trubisky can, you know, learn from this and transition and even do better against Denver's defense, the offense and everything. But what are your thoughts about Vic Fangio facing his old uh, superior head coach from last year in Matt Nagy? I think it's incredibly compelling. I really do. Um, these are two. This is it's not like this is like a head coach who was the defense coordinator of the Bears, and then a couple of years later he gets a, a job as a head coach. This is, you know, he's a year removed from this team. The same players are there, save for a couple of guys. And these two guys, they're going to downplay it. You know, Matt Nagy, you know, Nagy conceded that it's going to be interesting, but for the most part, he downplayed the significance of it. But that matchup's going to be huge, and it's going to be in both of their heads. And both of these guys are going to have something of a schematic advantage in terms of, you know, I think that Matt Nagy knows what Vic Fangio's tendencies are. Obviously, Vic is going to have an even bigger advantage because he – saw he practiced against Mitch Trubisky every day for months and months and months 
and now he gets to actually game plan for him. So I guess we'll get a chance to see what he really um, thinks are Mitch's weaknesses in terms of how they played, or, or the Bears' offense in general, not just not just Trubisky, but you know who they double team, who they don't double team, who they key on, who they don't key on. So it's going to be an interesting chess match between the two. I think it's real. It's going to, the story is is going to be all week long. But I think this is one of those rare cases where. The easy story is the absolute correct story. Um, and quite frankly, I can't wait. You know, Denver didn't comport themselves very well. Their opening game, uh, nor did the Bears. So this is like two teams that, although it's early, you got two teams that are going to be very hungry for a win. Um, both teams having lost in prime time. So a little, you know, uh, for whatever it's worth, maybe both coaches a little bit embarrassed about their week one performances. So, I, yeah, I can't wait to see how this goes down. Yeah, I think it's also, just to add to that briefly, a good test of the Bears' identity. And uh, I obviously want to finish off with some predictions. So, Mark, what are your predictions uh, for week two this Sunday? What what do you think the Bears are going to be able to do against Denver? I do think the Bears are going to win. I think that – okay, I think – and I thought this about the Green Bay game, too. I thought the Bears were a better team than the Packers. I do think pound for pound, this Bears team is better than Denver. I think they're better offensively. I think that the Denver defense is better than what it showed in their week one performance, and you do have to be careful, obviously, of Vaughn Miller and then to a slightly lesser degree, uh, same deal with Vaughn Miller. Or, um, no, uh, Bradley Chubb is the other guy on the other side. Uh, But, yeah, I do think that the Bears are going to win. I think that, you know, they – they have to have figured something out offensively. I think the Bears' defense is fearsome, and they didn't even have a turnover in that game. So I, I, I think it's going to be a typical close NFL game, uh, but I think the Bears win this by three. Yeah, I actually have something similar. I think uh, I think it's interesting to see where Denver's D is. You know, obviously they have Vic Fangio coming in as the head coach, but there's still some positions where you mentioned Bradley Chubb, who I think is going to be a great player in the league. You pair him with Von Miller former Chicago Bear, Bryce Callahan, obviously. And it seems like that defense is in the same spot the Bears were a few years ago when Vic came over, you know, to keep growing and such. But I also have them by three. I think it's going to be a good close game. Mark, we just want to thank you at Will's Fifth Floor Special for just coming on the show. It's uh, an honor to have somebody. uh, You know, we've had a lot of great people on the show, and it's great to add you to that uh, group of people that have supported this show and uh, continue to want to be a part of it. So we appreciate it. Continue the great work you're doing over at 670 and the Bears sideline, and hopefully next time we have you on, we're talking about the Bears as a good, uh, after a good victory. So, But, Mark, thank you so much for joining us again. I'm Will Smith, Quarter Special. Thank you, Will. I appreciate you having me on, man. So that was some interesting insight by Chicago Bears sideline reporter Mark Grody. And, guys, I hope this interview part of the show kind of answers some of the questions Uh, other Bears fans are having football fans as well and kind of shows uh, like the way Mark talked about where this team's headed in the right direction you know my opinion the way I also saw it at after that game that night and I want to share this with each of you I have a lot of respect for Mitch Trubisky and any person that plays the game of football because it's a very physical sport but it's also very mentally challenging in a way where you have to give it everything you have both physically and mentally And sometimes it's not going to be perfect. And that is definitely a true test to Mitch Trubisky's character. I feel like the Bears have as great a chance as any team in the National Football League right now 
because it's only going into week two. You know, every team when you start a new season has a fresh, clean slate, a chance to do new things and rewrite history for their team in that year and moving forward. So I think the Chicago Bears have that opportunity. The Green Bay Packers have that opportunity. Even the Miami Dolphins, who had a rough loss last week, they have that opportunity. Doesn't matter what record you are right now after that first week. What matters is how you bounce back from that. The way I know the Bears are probably going to bounce back and uh, play the best they can for the Bears faithful, their organization, and the city of Chicago. Now we're going to head into the favorite part of the show everyone enjoys. It's Will's Sports Movie Moment. We all have our favorite moments, not just in the sports we watch, but in our own favorite sports movies. This segment gives myself, my guest host, and our listeners at home a chance to pick their favorite moment from their favorite sports movie and comparing it to modern day sports. Listeners can now hop onto the podcast, Facebook, and Twitter page and post their own sports movie moment favorite for a chance to have it featured and read on future episodes of Will's 5th Quarter Special. So my sports movie moment is uh, a movie I saw not too long ago. came out a few years ago, and it's not about college football or professional football. It is a high school football movie, and it's called When the Game Stands Tall, and it's about a team known as De La Salle High School in California and a well-known, probably one of the best high school football coaches in the history of high school football, uh, Coach Bob Latticer and uh, his team. They had a famous streak of 150 or so games, uh, one in a row. You know, 12 in a row uh, national titles in uh, high school football. So they had, like, a great thing going on with that team. But this scene that I'm picking from the movie, I think matches really well with what happened to the Bears. The scene basically go is they're going into the locker room. They just lost to a team called Bellevue, and the streak is broken. You know, fans are of the team and their city are wondering what's going to happen to this team. Coach Bob Laddisher comes back after he's sick to coach this team and wonders what's going to happen. You know, the players, you know, a lot of the younger players that even the juniors were taking steps up, uh, Chris Ryan, Rick Salinas, the you know, the quarterback and uh, Beezer, their old lineman, Lasser's son, a lot of those players on that team, you know, are wondering, we just lost the streak. What are people going to think of us? What's going to happen? And there's the assistant coach that is very well respected with their team, is Bob's best friend uh, in real life. This movie is actually a true story. So it, it basically is similar in a way. But uh, the scene is the assistant coach talking to the players he says hold your heads up guys you know it's one football game you know when people ask you the media is going to ask you you know people are going to ask you what happened in that game you know how you lost what happened to the streak is there going to be a new streak and here's what you got to tell he tells his players in that locker room in that scene it's a very great speech he tells them you tell them that we played a good football team and we lost Bellevue played better football that day and we lost. We're going to do better. We're going to keep getting better. That's what you tell them. You hold your heads up high. It's not only just about the game of football. It's about how you carry yourself as well on that field and off the field. And then they go on a field trip. Coach Lattister takes them to a hospital, a VA hospital. And uh, they're seeing these guys that have gone through you know, injuries and tough situations that almost nobody in the world can imagine in the armed forces. And you know, I think it was Lanier, if I'm correct. Yes, Lanier. He was the lead rece- new lead receiver, uh, younger player on this De La Salle team. And 
if you like if you watch the movie you'll kind of understand as it starts and the way it finishes but this connected part to that locker room scene is where you know he's learning from this guy your team's like your brotherhood you know like the armed forces the uh the, the veterans telling him, hey, you know, you look out for your guys no matter what because that's who you're out there with. And uh, he learns that. Those guys learn, okay, we know what we need to do to get back to where we want to be. It's not about a streak. It's about what we do together as a team and building that. And when I thought about that scene uh, this morning and when I thought about that scene before this episode, I – instantly connected it to the Chicago Bears. Obviously, Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace, the whole Bears organization has tried to build a solid, strong, good character-based culture within the organization that can win championships and get Super Bowls. So just comparing those two, you know, it's well-known coaches, well-respected coaches, and, you know, they have really talented players. They have high hopes. The Bears, they have, they're the reigning NFC North champions. They had the pressure, obviously, going up against a Packer team that didn't do too well the last two years or so. New offensive coordinator for the Packers. They lost to the Packers. It's time that they do what they did last year, in my opinion, connected to this movie. They obviously probably got a good prep talk from Matt Nagy after the game, during practices this week. Don't think about week one. Think about how that can impact you to drive you, to build your confidence to build your work ethic that you I already know you have in to week two and onward this season. And that's my sports movie moment favorite. As you guys have heard on the show, we've talked a lot of good uh, true story sports movie. This is another one. If you haven't seen one, The Game Stands Tall, uh, you got to go check that one out. It, that is all the time we have on episode 38 of Will's Fifth Quarter Special. Tune in next time as we will be having a Facebook Live next week to announce what's coming up on the show. Many more exciting things to come in the world of sports. Recapping the Chicago Bears Week 2 matchup against the Denver Broncos and more as it unfolds. We want to thank Chicago Bears sideline reporter Mark Grody for taking time to continue to support the show, taking the time for this interview. Uh, Mark, we wish you nothing but the best covering the Bears this season. You do a good job covering Chicago Bears football. Keep up the good work, and uh, we hope to have you on the show again soon. When the fourth quarter buzzer sounds, turn to us for your fifth quarter sports talk. I'm your host, Will Farlow, along with Chicago Bears sideline reporter Mark Grody, saying so long from Will's fifth quarter special. To continue to hear your fifth quarter sports talk, you can check out all of Will's fifth quarter specials. Go to WilliamDFarlow.com. Get on in, join the sports conversation, share any opinions or thoughts on all things sports. Head to the Twitter page at WilliamDFarlow. The fifth quarter never stops here at Will's fifth quarter special.